Welcome to Teaching Channel Talks. Every other week, I'll be talking to expert educators about specific issues in education. I'm your host, Wendy Amato. This week, it's my pleasure to introduce Nancy Kopman, Children's Educational Music Specialist. Nancy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad you can be here because music is so important in education. And I'd love for you to start us off just talking a little bit about what your goals are in bringing music to the learning environment. Hmm, that is a very good question. My goal in music is a very clear one for me, but it, it has multiple levels of complexity when I'm using music as a tool to teach children because it can appear um, very complex and it can appear very multi-dimensional but the clear goal for me has always been to ensure that children are enjoying music um, feeling the natural peace that comes from using music as a means to enjoy ourselves together connect with each other especially now i would have to say that my ultimate goal is to ensure that there is connection established among children and their adults that they are enjoying the, the music with. I'm deeply appreciative of that as your purpose and mission. We all know that learning is more meaningful when the learning environment has safety and connection. And if that foundation isn't there, then gosh, we'll just have to give up on the rest. You bring 20 years of experience in the field. Was this always your path? How did this happen? So um, I started off my career as an early childhood educator, and I noticed that because we use music so much as part of the, the daily routine in the classroom, I could use songs that the children already knew as part of my circle time routine and part of our transitional time, and um, it worked very naturally. And then I started noticing that just because I'm a musical person and I sing a lot during the day when I'm teaching young children, that I would start making up little rhymes or making up little tunes um, at transition time or to help them learn something or remember something. And it worked so quickly and so effectively that I started diving a little bit deeper into that and writing songs with a purpose. My short little songs turned into tools I was using to help them learn new concepts, skills, or information, and grow. And then I started getting um, uh, requests from the other teachers that I was working with, uh, whether I could tape the songs. That just goes to show you how old I am. <laughs> they wanted me to tape myself singing so that they could use the songs in their classroom as well. And one of my colleagues actually uh, recommended that I record an album of children's songs so that we could share it among all of us in the school that I was working at at the time. So I did. I had a friend who was a, um, a, a music producer, and I started recording some songs with him. And after five years of hard work, condensing all of the songs that I had developed in my class, my, my top 10 favorite songs that I had written for my students, um, I released my first album, I Know I'll Grow. And because I enjoyed the process of recording the music so much, I recorded a second album. And then a third album came out. And then a fourth album came out. And then my fifth album was just released a couple of years ago, and I'm about to release my sixth. In thinking about an individual's classroom, if 
someone wanted to begin introducing music into their instructional strategies, would, would a good place to start perhaps be looking at the routines and the patterns and habits of the classroom? Is that, is that a recommendation that you'd make to, for, as a starting point? If you, if you were looking for one specific place to start with incorporating music into your classroom routine, I would definitely use music um, that uh, helps children understand the different transition times. So if you're talking about preschool age children, um, you can use songs to help them remember that it's time to line up. And if you have a song that has lyrics in it that describe the act of lining up and what the purpose of lining up is, they not only remember that when they hear that song, this is what we do with our bodies and this is where we're going to be going and it helps them to predict what's going to happen next. Um, they understand the language and develop the language of we're all lining up. Um, somebody goes first, somebody goes second, somebody goes behind me. Um, so transition times are definitely important times to incorporate songs that the children will begin to recognize with more practice after a while. I taught French for a while and I found that if I would sing, um, open your books to page fill in the blank, that would help my students whose listening comprehension wasn't quite there. Uh, they would at least hear the music and know I need to get my book out and, and a number is coming. <laughs> and so when I started saying, ouvrez vos livres à la page, then I would hold page until the books were out and everyone was ready to listen because a number is coming. <laughs> that was sort of um, a nice way to do a little bit of um, music involvement with older students. I think it really appeals across the age group, although it seems more popular in, in elementary school. Is that what you found? I've definitely found that. I mean, I've only worked in primary and kindergarten classroom settings, but uh, definitely in terms of developing an understanding of language, if you're learning a new language, um, I, I mean, I hear from, from teachers from faraway places that they use my music specifically to teach their children, their students, how to speak English, because the, the music is just naturally repetitive and you use the same words in the same order. You can print print out the lyrics and line them up together and you see the structure of the sentence. And it's, it's an extremely useful tool for prediction, um, for memorization. Memorization is a big one for me because um, I have a lot of songs that I originally wrote just to help children remember certain facts, like the names of the planets, the vowels, um, the continents and oceans, the provinces in Canada, the, the all 50 United States. Um, these things are all so much easier to remember when you use music because music naturally ingrains itself in your memory. I, I, I'd like to go back to this idea of learning and fun weaving together and, um, and, and think too about the range of work that you've done from content area specific to habits and growth and, um, and, and personal development. How do you determine where to prioritize your work? Well, that comes from my experience as a teacher. So if I detected that there was an area that would be improved um, in terms of effectiveness with the children understanding something or processing something or carrying out a certain task or remembering specific information, that's if, if there was ever a moment during our classroom time together where I would say, oh, there really has to be a song for this. That's where I would start. Um, so I do, I have songs 
and I do try to have songs from all over the map when it comes to a child's daily experiences. That's wonderful. We're asking students to be creative, to think about solutions that haven't been explored before. So of course we want to invite them to use their brains in different ways and allow their thinking to move in fresh directions. Thank you for that. Nancy, what information can we offer to educators to help them clear up some of the misconceptions about music in education? Are there any myth busters that we can uh, put out there for people today? Definitely. The one thing I hear the most from educators is, I can't sing on key. I don't have a good singing voice. What am I going to do? I can't sing these songs. The kids are going to tell me to stop singing. I, I, I feel very nervous about the way my voice sounds. I'm in that group. So hopefully I can help you feel better about that when I assure you from the experience that I have had, everything that I have seen over the years, having a good singing voice helps. It definitely helps, but it's not necessary. Um, it is very rare to find a child who recognizes what sounds on key and what does not sound on key. There are children like that, but it is a very rare occurrence. And the other thing is kids do not judge you. They're not there to judge you. They're so different from adults. And I have to say that in, in all of the workshops that I've done and the lectures that I've done with adults who are using my music in their classroom settings, I feel so nervous getting up in front of them and talking to them because I know, you know that adults are looking at you, they're evaluating you, they're judging you. And whether or not you take that personally is up to you. But with children, that's never the case. They're not there to judge you. They don't even know how to judge you. They're just there to have fun. So if they see that you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself and you're waving your arms and you're playing your instruments and you're really getting into it, what they're going to see is your joy and they're going to associate that joy with music. And in that regard, you are teaching them in the best way possible. That modeling is important and the, the confidence that we bring, we don't have to be the best at all the things we do. If we bring a right spirit to it, then uh, there's lots of forgiveness and flexibility. I'm going to give you a challenge here and ask if you would take me on as a, a student and uh, teach me something new today. What, what can I learn through music? I, I describe myself as a lifelong learner, and I'd like to practice what I preach and uh, ask to be one of your students today. So one of my favorite songs to sing with any age group that gets them in the zone is my song Side to Side. And this is from my album, The Seasons. And, and I always tell children before I start, you can do the actions that you, your mind tells you to do. You can follow along with me if you want to. You can do the actions with one of your hands or both of your hands or your whole body, or you can just watch and listen. There are no rules when it comes to enjoying music. So here's how it goes. Let's go side to side, side to side, side to side. in 
side to side, side to side, side to side, and side to side, go side to side, side to side. And you can see when I'm singing that song that the, the rhythm and the melody really encourages you to follow along. But I go faster with some actions and I go slower with other actions to keep them aware and engaged and recognizing that the song can change. It's not as predictable as they think it is. So it keeps them learning and moving and adapting. That was fun. Thank you, Nancy. You put a song in everyone's heart today, especially mine. Thank you very much for that. It is, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure speaking with you. And thank you so much for having me on the program and for sharing my music with your listeners. To the listeners, thank you for joining us. You can find links to the topics Nancy and I discussed in the show notes or at teachingchannel.com slash podcast. If you leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast listening app you're on, it will help more educators to find us. You can find Teaching Channel on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. I'll see you soon with another episode and a song still in my heart, Nancy. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye.